0: Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text, you better answer me back.
1: I'm Chelsea Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. It's Glenn at Betsy Brat.
2: Wow, you did us? Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Hey, BGT listeners, it's your girl Shade. I am reporting live from San Francisco on a late, late Tuesday night. Yes, I decided to edit the audio the day before it's supposed to go up and encounter that. We have a couple mishaps. Uh, you know how things go. The girls are in New York. I'm in San Francisco. Es complicado. And you know... Um, it's above me now however if you hear any pauses or weird moments just keep listening and bear with us the episode is amazing and we're gonna have to link with Chrissy again for part two in New York but get ready for part one and enjoy
1: welcome welcome to black girls texting tea is steadily spilled in our group chat and this week and each week we let you in on it I'm Charles Pinky and every week it's still (laughs) a problem (laughs) Gets a remix (laughs) Every week we get a remix.
0: Okay. Nice finish That's finish fun. Fun. remix. You know, I'm right. going at bed Brat. And I'm Shade at Black Girls Texting. And today we are joined by Chrissy Rutherford, who is the Special Projects Director of Talent and Social for Harper's Bazaar. But she's so much more. Correct me if I'm wrong. You are from New York. I am. So we have a native New Yorker in the building. So that's rare.
3: Everyone rare. always says that, but I feel like everyone I know is from New York. Because really? you're from New York. Yeah, so you're,
0: you're yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And right. a fellow West Indian. So can we get some blup, blup, blup? My
3: where, parents where? are Jamaican. Oh, yeah. Hey. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I was born here, though. I'm going to December. Oh, my God, I'm so jealous. I've been looking into flights, but they're crazy expensive. I bet.
0: Oh, my gosh. So and, we're yeah. excited to have you on. We want to talk fashion. Yes. We want to talk astrology. Yes, music Mm -hmm. and so much more because like your Instagram literally runs the gamut I feel (laughs) like I'm your friend it's kind of creepy but I guess like that's the point of social media um I saw that you were at the Eva Chen event the other day and um Instagram yeah they had a conference
3: yesterday yeah
0: and it was interesting to watch because everyone has all these theories about like what's the best way to like have a social account and I feel like it's really hard to be authentic, but I feel like you do a good job at that, so. Thank you. We're gonna jump right in. We have a game, it's called On Red or Reply. So basically how it works is if you are here for it, you would reply, like if you got that text, you'd be like, yeah, I'll reply to this person. And right. if you're like, ugh, I don't like this, you're gonna leave it on red.
2: Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> who wants to kick it off? You go ahead, Sade, because I don't know if I know what this first one means.
0: Okay. I'll IG go, thirst go, traps go. you don't know what Posting thirst traps on IG That's what
1: it is Chrissy IG thirst traps are you with it or not
3: nah? I'm with it I mean it depends Wait, really? on who it is Are we talking right. about girls or guys Okay
2: <laughs> Ooh, Oh god that's is such a good okay
3: question okay for girls or okay
1: for guys I mean Is it okay I, for girls
3: I mean I enjoy a thirst trap personally like posting one myself every now and again so like i can't hate on anyone else for doing it
1: okay wait i'm gonna go i know i haven't i haven't right po- po- <laughs> i actually <laughs> haven't posted one in. i know i'm like this is kind of very classy kind of a chic.
3: long time but like i love a bikini photo right
1: i, mean,
2: I, was, I was gonna, gonna ask do a bikini like, one s- <laughs> like subtle traps like a subtle like a classy trap like yeah uh, oh my god you can see yeah like never like a little like, bit of under butt but not like although once I did once I did
3: post like a full photo of just my butt on my Instagram oh my
2: god how did it (laughs) It, feel
3: what to do it it was like a nice um photo that my friend took on like a disposable camera and she's a photographer so like I just posted it but like again also like i don't really have a huge butt and you have to like catch my butt from the right angle to see it because sometimes like straight (laughs) on it looks like it could be flat but from the side i have like a little shelf butt
2: so you basically were like don't get it twisted (laughs) y'all in case you forgot i still i'm working with something yeah
1: I'm catching it in the Miami Beach edition photo. i like catching it. Catching I it. like my
3: body, so yes. I like to show it off.
2: Hell yeah. I want okay. to start trapping a little more.
1: Wait, <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: that segues me
0: to I
1: our know. next Glenn, one. You... <laughs> Wait, but before we segue, do you know that picture? So there's this picture, Chrissy, of me in Grenada, oh, yeah. and I keep wanting mm-hmm. to post it.
2: I mean, Which one is this where I'm you're so like, kind of bent
1: over? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> Where I'm like, I'm like grabbing onto a gate and like gently. I'm not entertaining this. You should have posted that two years ago.
3: <laughs> I know. I want Just to post that. But I'm
2: like, are people two years
3: ago? <laughs> who cares if people Matter. think you're a hoe?
2: Re- that's preach. the thing. I'm like, I didn't. Maybe I'll
1: post it. Maybe I'll, I'll post thinking, it. thinking like, what would
2: my mom say? I'm like, why is my mom in my brain? i know my instagram
3: my (laughs) mom i just made an instagram account for my mom a couple months ago so now she follows me and like sees what she sees what i post but i still never think twice about what i post all
2: right let's post these traps chelsea let's do it post it
1: all right Uh, (laughs) oh my gosh um so i love
2: that you said that you love your body
0: but we're curious to know
3: how do you feel about
0: fillers
3: Fillers, face fillers, or yes. body fillers. Let's face. <laughs> face. Let's just say face. I think that, I mean, if you want to do it, go for it. Like, I'm not there yet. And, of course, like, with social media, you see people all the time doing it. And, like, I just had dinner with a friend a couple nights ago, and she told me, like, where she's been getting filler, Botox, whatever. And I'm like, that's great for you. And, like, but also she's white. Like, I'm black. And i I don't think I need to go down that road for like another 10 years.
2: Interesting. So, um, another runs <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, well, go no, ahead. No, why well, is it it's interesting? interesting for a few reasons, but like another girl we stand on Instagram writer Marjan Carlos posted yes. today that she was getting some filler and I, and she wrote like so I want to quote it exactly wow. what she said. Wait, did you um, think she got Botox? No, she I got I didn't Miller. listen
0: to the video with sound on, so she I think got, that might have been really She got She got
2: Voluma. <gasps> okay. Oh. Which I am familiar with, but she where? said. where, where? Um, there's a a spot in Brooklyn called. Well, no, I mean where her on her, her face? No, like where, where on her, her face? I <laughs> oh, can tell you, girl, because i have to go for a consultation. She got it in her temples. Oh, to like fill out. Which oh, I mean, that's interesting. interesting but um she okay. said like
1: hey are we sure that that's not like a health thing? no no no
2: no she said no. She felt, it was a, totally aesthetic okay. like she felt like i think very...
3: botox can be a health thing i don't know if fillers can be a health thing. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh okay <laughs> but she
2: said she feels like she needed to be transparent about it because the relationship between any kind of derm work and black women has often been so fraught
3: i agree with that like i think mm. if you're getting work done like and especially in the instagram age i think being upfront about it is the best thing to do because You know there's so many young girls on this platform and they're looking at people you know looking at us and thinking that we're perfect we have perfect lives and i think that it's okay to be like listen i wanted to enhance how i look and this is what i did
1: completely i kind of wonder and i've never actually thought about this about like why it's like Mm. a racial thing too and i wonder like okay i hope this doesn't sound dumb but is it because like more of us are able to afford it now; that it doesn't seem so hmm. crazy. Because I know a lot of black women that do stuff. It's not weird now. Yeah, I
2: guess maybe it's become it, because it's more part of the conversation now. And in the past, I think, like you said, Chrissy, like it would be like wrinkly white ladies. Like the ladies I think of on like the Real Housewives of New York City. Right. That that was just something that they were doing on their lunchtime, right. and they were like keeping <laughs> it <in> super <laughs> private. Yes. Lunchtime, like, they
0: the
1: were.
2: <laughs>
3: hey.
1: No, but, and it's, like, more accessible, and it also goes back to the Instagram thing. Like, 15-year-olds now look grown as hell. I
3: know, and I, I, I do try to keep in mind a lot when I'm sort of, like, looking at my face and, or, like, thinking... I want to change something like do I actually want to change this or is it because I'm seeing people on Instagram like I try so hard Mm -hmm. to not let that stuff like sort of warp my view of myself and my body and my self-esteem because like you just can't I like I like to think you know especially like you know if you follow me you see that like spirituality is like a big thing for me and it's something that is really grounding for me and like gives me such perspective in life so whenever i do find myself sort of like going towards this feeling of like insecurity i'm like no i must rise above this like this rise it doesn't above. it doesn't it doesn't matter like this is purely vanity and and i'm still i'm not saying that i think it's wrong but i just it's not some it's not an approach that like I wanna take just yet. But mm. I am very vain and I'm sure I will at some point. I love that. Wow, okay, that so it's so on red
0: for now. Right. Yes. For now. For now. I'm I'm there too, Chrissy. I'm, I'm just trying it. to get some more money. <laughs>
3: Girl. That too. That too. You know. that too. I want my friends because once you start, on. you can't stop. So you exactly. better have the money exactly. to keep going. Well, exactly. so that's the predicament
0: yeah. that I'm currently in. I got Same. lip filler, and I want more, but like I need more. It's pricey, and like it's also a process. Like you got to take a couple of days off.
2: Yeah, and I think
0: that's crazy. But I also think
2: that that's a thing. Just real quick to hop back on these kind of weird stigmas, or when you think about Black women getting filler. Somebody might be like, "You got filler in your lips." As a black woman, why would you do that? I don't know. I feel like people assume, right? I don't know. And I thought like my lips were well because now the look is. I didn't need anything, but I put some in, and I was like, "Oh, this was just fun."
1: I feel like now the lips, the look, the lip look is like. I know. Well, that's the thing. Like,
3: I always felt like I, I mean, I don't have really big lips, but I have like full enough lips. But now when you see everyone else's, you're like, oh wait, do I need bigger lips? It's the same thing like with eyelashes. Like I had naturally have very long eyelashes, but now because everyone's getting eyelash extensions, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, my eyelashes look short compared mm-hmm. to everyone else's. Right. But I don't wanna go down that it's path so because true. then my real eyelashes are gonna fall out and I can't afford that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's
0: true. Like, another of one of my vices. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, (laughs) and I told you to stop it because your eyelashes are already beautiful, but I guess you just want them super long. It's an
0: addiction. It's genuinely an addiction. I have a appointment tomorrow morning.
3: But it's like hard. It's like how do you compete (laughs) when what you have naturally is really good, but then everyone is on like level 100 when they're enhancing themselves. So then you're like, oh, wait, I feel basic or I feel below average because now the average is so plumped Some up the bar <laughs>
1: is getting higher and higher <laughs>
3: yes
1: yeah i have laser hair removal and i told my mom and she was like what? oh yeah i did that last year but like I know, it's I feel so like normal that's a standard
2: right yeah
3: but that's, that's just like standard. a i feel like you just gotta get that done
2: <laughs> i still haven't done it yeah but i
1: suggest it oh
2: my you god i go
3: down a whole other road no, you need i to did my it, bikini girl. line and it's like I have such a low threshold Smooth. for pain. Every time I got through a session, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I got through another one. But it was absolutely worth it. And then it's like permanent and you're, you're
2: good. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I get it. Not so, I mean, so they, permanent. So do you have any tattoos? I do tattoos. Why do you I say it like that, Chelsea? <laughs> oh, I don't have of tattoos either. Okay, I thought she was trying to judge
3: Yeah, us. I always, I also. No, I, I
1: don't really, have tattoos.
2: I always think of the Kim... Camp-
1: oh, wait, you do have tattoos? So oh,
2: tattoos. yes. No, but there's... You can say... <laughs> I, it. I know the quote. I know it. The Kim, does, Kardashian Kim Kardashian
3: quote?
1: Say? Yes.
3: Would you put a bumper sticker on a Bentley? On a Bentley. No, you wouldn't.
1: <laughs> no, you <laughs> wouldn't. You are annoying.
3: <laughs> oh <my> God.
2: <laughs> I love it. It's so true. <laughs>
1: my skin is clean.
2: I still to the say. I'm like, I'm just going to get laser removal and just remove my everything off my body. But... I'm looking forward that. to being an old
0: lady covered now. in my like, cliche tattoos like oh yes I was 18 and I don't even talk to half these bitches that I got this <laughs> tattoo with
2: oh,
1: oh. that's oh. hilarious okay oh. next question
2: yeah Chrissy we can tell you about that offline yeah that was a low <laughs> dig um okay one more Renting clothes on Better Reply because Shade is trying to get me to use um, Rent the Runway.
0: No, I'm not, but you said you wanted to do it, so I'll send you my referral so I can get some, you know.
2: I'm gonna do it. I just never thought of I would I always thought I would want to keep my clothes. So anyway, on better reply. Personally, that's a no for
3: me. Really? <laughs> I but you know Agreed. what? <laughs> but I work in fashion. Like I support others doing it and honestly, half of my team is doing it at work and Everyone's like, my life is so much easier. Um, you know, they don't really have to think about getting dressed. But no, not for me. Yeah.
1: But do they have like the latest? Yeah, they they do. Stuff that is it? Like, no, they have mad okay. stuff. I thought it was no, like last season. No, one of my
3: coworkers or... had a Proenza dress that I was like, shit, I might need to buy that, and like, I it's on Barney's.
2: Yep. They got all the things I didn't even think about it, and I get bored of things so quickly. So I'm like, maybe, maybe. Yeah,
1: I had it for a little while, and then I, I stopped. Also,
3: from like a sustainability perspective, exactly, um, and just like, yeah, you know, but it's hard because like at the same time, it's still sort of like playing into this consumerism mindset we have about like needing more stuff and needing new things, and Mm. you know, that's kind of what I'm against.
2: but it supports a minimalist lifestyle. and like yes. Sustainability. and Totally. Yeah. It's twofold. Yeah, it is. It is.
1: Interesting. Okay. All right. Wait, can I throw in a red reply? Oh, yeah, yeah. Throw one in there. One more. Yeah. Okay, Chrissy. Lab-grown oh. diamonds.
3: What? Um, <laughs> I know. I. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> what? I, um,
3: oh, wait, sorry. I'm just getting a text message. Um, wait, can you guys hear that? Yeah, oh, okay a day. no it's fine okay <laughs> wait I need to close it down um, okay, so I haven't read into this, but I saw like a headline and I'm just gonna go uh, no, I don't know though <laughs> it's uh
1: it's, wait why not
3: uh, Whatever if it looks the same fine i'm not I'm not like picky on like the diamond thing
1: So I have like a lot of friends right now that are getting yeah. not, not us. Stuff. So I've ah, been, not these friends. Yeah, not these not these two Fadianas. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but so my friends, you know, I've been looking at rings and I've been all of a sudden learning about the colors and the carrot and the clarity and all that stuff. So then I started like researching mm-hmm. lab grown diamonds and and basically it is a diamond. Like it's not okay. a fake diamond. In fact it's like even right. more perfect. Environment. And it's better for the okay, environment.
3: Okay, so then I'm for it. <laughs>
1: I also feel like she's sorry. Like, my opinion Ooh. was
3: on un- my opinion she's was like, no. unimportant.
0: <laughs> I feel like Chelsea's just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make sure my boyfriend listens to this episode so he gets the lab grown one. <laughs> that was no, the- Chris is oh, not gonna Oh, 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 no.
1: oh,
2: oh.
0: <laughs> interesting how the. Opinion-
1: I would be okay with it. No, I would be okay with it, but that's not his style. Mm. You know, okay, that's not his okay, style. Okay. Anyways, next question. <laughs>
2: All right. So we'll hop into some of our like deeper questions. Yes. So much has already come up. Um, Shadi, go for it, dear. I'm trying to decide um, like
0: what like what like what's fun and juicy because like we're having so much fun. Um, I know. Okay, I, I'll ask this one because I feel like this is something that the listeners would like to know. Mm. So within your industry, do you yeah. feel like? like in conjunction with the whole like renting thing and like people always wanting to have the newest things. Do you feel there's a pressure to always be like presentable and have like the fresh off the runway or like the in-season bags Mm. and shoes?
3: No, I Mm. think that the industry has changed so much in that perspective. Like. uh, There are times where like I'll get really stuck on a particular outfit that I really love, and I will repeat it once a week for weeks to come. Like I did that over the summer. I was wearing these black pants with this blue and white button down tied at the waist. Like I wore it the exact same way, same shoes, everything, every week. Cause I just loved it. <laughs> um, you know, I think I've, like I've never heard or even thought like, Oh my God, you're wearing those boots from last season. Like if, it's more than like, I'm surprised that like, if one of my editors still loves something like a year later, maybe, you know, because we do still get kind of caught up in like wanting to have the latest things, but that shouldn't mean that, you know, we're just like disregarding what we've already had. But yeah, sometimes I think like we get, we get certain things for the season and then, you know, you end up wearing them all throughout the winter that of course, by the next time the season comes around, you're kind of like, oh, I want something new. But that's also just, like, how our industry works, you know? Yeah. Because we're always seeing new stuff. So you're always going to kind of want to have things. But I don't – but I definitely don't feel like I have to be on the latest trends. Like, trends are for – I don't know. Like, are not for people who really work in the industry, I think. Also, as you get older. Like, when you're younger, I think you really want to be on trend. And that's how you kind of, like – assert yourself and how you see your style and you like you want to be taken seriously and you want people to know that like oh you know fashion you're wearing the latest trends and whatnot but now that i'm older i'm like i just want to wear the things that make me feel good and look good and like during the fall that's a pair of high-waisted jeans a button-down shirt maybe a turtleneck nice ankle boots like i love great jackets or a blazer like my style has become much more classic
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and then like so i used to work with macy's and we have like our fashion curve and so we're well aware that we're kind of like very end of the curve and that our consumer like would not understand things that are like fresh off the runway it's usually like a year and a half later so it's like it finally comes me and it's like oh it's just like a bomb of snake skin but now <laughs> i'm finding that like trends are lasting for so much longer than like when i first started in the industry that like it's and and i think to your point like people don't care as much like if people really like something it's not just like oh well you know like balenciaga did snake skin two years ago and now it's like over it's dead it's like no like i like snake skin i'm gonna wear yeah. it and like i i like that it's becoming more of just like people are one dressing for like comfort and what they like and then also just like being normal like we don't have to focus on like these calendars anymore
3: no and we see so many collections throughout the year like it's not like it's just oh spring and summer collection no there's pre-fall there is resort you know there's we're just seeing so much clothing and so if you were like changing constantly by collection that would be exhausting and you'd probably be bankrupt
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I kind of feel like the opposite is true in, like, the sneaker yeah. world. Like, I feel like people don't buy things they mm. like anymore. Everything's, like, hype, 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 hype. And, like, that's the only way people will pick yeah. a, sne- a sneaker.
2: Really? I guess, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Them Black Air Force Stop. ones. Stop!
2: Listen, I'm telling you. <laughs> don't do that. I made them work. It's her
1: grungy aesthetic.
2: Yeah, exactly. You get it. It's very artiste.
1: I don't, but Never. I still love okay. them. Okay. <laughs> you rock mm, them, though. You rock try them. To try to backtrack. Try to backpedal.
2: Reverse, I can't believe you just did that.
1: <laughs> um, so, yeah. I wanted to talk about, because we talked about, like, the evolution of the fashion industry a bit. Um, but, like, I kind of want to talk about the evolution of us being human. And I feel like you talk about... Your experience mm-hmm. with therapy and it's something that i had never really seen in the black community until yeah. recently can you talk about your experience with it like was it always a part of your life yeah or, um you know? so
3: to give you my entire history of anxiety mm-hmm. um so i had my first panic attack when i was in what like sixth grade so i was about 13 i think mm-hmm. um and it was like a totally random trigger i couldn't go to school for like three days and i was like just convinced that like i was gonna get sick because like a boy had thrown up on the school bus and it just like sent me spiraling and so i was like i can't go to school i'm gonna be sick um so i like started seeing my school uh, psychologist and so and my parents had come along too so they were like you know find her a therapist to help her work on this they also like had suggested putting me on medication but my parents were very against it thank god um and so yeah I started seeing a therapist right away and I remember like not liking my first therapist I think people get really caught up on that and but it, it but I was also like a teenager and it was just something that I needed to do and she definitely. I definitely remember like, you know, her just giving me tips and tricks of how to sort of like soothe myself when I was having a panic attack. I start, you know, she taught me how to meditate. Like I've literally been meditating since I was a teenager. And we're um, and, mm. just like sort of like visualizing doing the things that made me anxious. But it was such a like weird time for me because the person that I knew myself to be at that point got completely like flipped upside down because i was very much like a performance arts kid like i started taking ballet and tap classes at like 5 years old i was in my school choir i played the what violin for a couple years and i switched to the clarinet like i did school plays all of it and um and i loved being on stage and then all of a sudden after I had my first panic attack, I was terrified, like completely terrified no. of being in front of an audience, like, or even just like standing up to present in front of my class of like 20 kids. Mm-hmm. So that I, sucks. it was such a hard, it was such a hard time for me. And, you know, sometimes when I think back on like everything that I've been through, I'm like, holy shit, like I, I can't even, Believe all that I accomplished because eventually I did work through all of that Like by the time I had graduated high school, I was like back on my school dance team I had done a school play again and I just you know worked towards Accomplishing the things that I was once scared of even if I wasn't gonna continue doing it But just to prove to myself like okay, I can get back on the stage again. I can do this Um, and then I sort of also took that approach to um, I was terrified of flying and oh my God, <clears throat> yeah, and I, you know, I had flown a decent amount as a kid. My grandmother lived in Florida. My brother ended up moving down there, but I would only get on the plane. Like if I absolutely had to, and my parents also aren't big travelers. My parents go to Jamaica or they go to Florida. And so And, like, I would always travel with my parents, but it wasn't until, what, maybe two years into my time at harpersbazaar.com that I got the opportunity to travel for work, and it was to go to Miami, actually. And I really wanted to go, but at the same time, I hadn't been on an airplane in almost three years prior to that, which is a really long time. And so... I like right away I called my mom and I was like I need you to come to Miami with me on this trip because I had never flown by myself before so I was like getting on the plane is one thing but like doing it by myself there was just no way I was going to be able to do it and the week leading up to that flight I was so anxious Mm -hmm. just like I was having the hardest week just the buildup leading up Mm -hmm. to that flight and even, like, once I got to Miami that yeah. entire weekend, like, my body felt so exhausted, mm-hmm. I think, from just being so worked up. I felt like I had just fought a war. And after that, I, like, made a promise to myself. I was like, I'm going to get over this. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot put myself through this again. And um, so, yeah. And then, like, little by little, I just sort of worked my way through it, I think, Um, so what, that would have been like a December trip. I think two months later I did a trip with my dad, um, who I hadn't like flown that much with and he's not like the most comforting person. So I was like, this (laughs) would be a good test for me. Um, and then a couple months later I did a trip to California. So that was like my longest flight. I did it with a, a close friend of mine a couple months after that that same friend and I went to Europe for the first time. So that was my first long haul flight. And I always had Xanax with me, like even to this oh day, God, I yes. always fly with Xanax. Always. Like, I really can't get on the plane without it.
2: Neither can I. Even know.
3: though, even though like <laughs> 75% of the time, I'm not actually taking it or sometimes I'm just taking it because I'm going to be on an overnight flight in economy to Europe and I need to sleep. So sleep. <laughs> Yeah. So now considering the fact that I spend so much of my time traveling, usually alone, you know, I have to pat myself on the back because it's, it took me a long time to get there.
2: Whoa. What? That's that amazing. whole story. I'm like, That's this was my whole life. What the hell? <laughs> yes. Whoa.
1: Okay. I have a question though. Cause I don't have mm-hmm. those feelings and I, and yeah. I'm just curious. Is it like the fear of not having control of the plane or is it like unexplainable
3: part of it is the control part of it is sort of like a claustrophobia thing um of just like feeling trapped Mm -hmm. but usually i'm just scared Mm -hmm. that like i'm gonna die in a plane
2: crash. yeah i just think i'm gonna die yeah i really just think that's what's gonna happen but i've been thinking about this recently um because and i i mean i've been flying and traveling widely like my whole life and it's just ridiculous that i every single time i get on a plane i still feel anxious it makes no sense i, know, I, lived oh in Asia. I was on like 18 hour flights i was just flying every weekend like i fly all the time i've i've just in like the past year have i gotten like a little better but i think that i just have internalized like all of these fears that i think i'm supposed to have or like these narratives of fear, right? And then I just keep telling myself them over and over and over again, and I'm like, I mean, I, I guess that's anxiety, that's anxious thoughts, right? In essence, but I'm like, yeah. it's gonna crash. Oh my god! I know, god. and it's hard. Why are they looking like that? Why is the person walking up the aisle? <laughs> totally, What's and going
3: like <laughs> this, like the sounds on the plane, like right. any little thing will like trigger me. And you know, I my current therapist and I talk about it every once in a while. Um, Because, you know, when you have a fear of flying, but you're flying a lot, you're basically doing immersion therapy. But Mm -hmm. what my therapist says, (laughs) I know, my therapist is like, the trick with immersion therapy is that it has to go well every time. And flying doesn't go that way every time. So, you know, it's just sometimes you have a really turbulent flight and you're like, oh my God, thank God I'm back on the ground. Other times it's so smooth and, you know, you feel fine. Um... I, I've noticed lately, like, I think probably this year is the most I've ever traveled. And I'm still, I feel like I'm still at that place where, like, every time I get on the plane, I'm just like, I don't know why I'm doing this again.
2: Me neither. Same like, <laughs> I just, I'm good. Like, why am I putting myself through this? But then you get to this amazing place and you're like, oh, this is why I did it. And.
1: But you know, like, rationally, it's I it's don't safer. know where people get that
2: from. <laughs> like you're my therapist told me she's like it's an irrational fear I was like well um, of
3: course what? um also my oldest brother is a pilot <laughs> oh girl uh you
1: I know sit in I the cockpit
3: you see... well he's he right. actually flies private charter not oh, commercial oh girl I know which is really Oop. chic I've Oop been I've flown chic. I've flown with him twice what yeah that's so um, cool
2: how, does that feel better because in my mind I'm like you
3: like it better when you're on the PJ. <laughs> 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 kind of. I mean it's still kind of scary because it's a small plane even though mm. he flies like a Gulfstream, which is the biggest of the small planes. Um, but it does like obviously I completely trust my brother, so it feels good to fly with him, but
1: yeah.
3: But he also like makes fun of me whenever I like express anxieties about flying and weirdly it makes me feel better. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's like you're you're being. Ridiculous. Yeah, he's like you're
3: being ridiculous.
1: I guess. I guess. I would love to learn like the science of fear because like I feel like little kids are so fearless. Mm-hmm. I know. for the most part. And then like, how do we? Is it like scary movies? But I think or, it's like, just because do they don't like under,
3: they don't like understand how the world works. And then I think you get to a certain age where you're like, oh wait, there's danger here. Like there's a risk in this. There's danger. I think kids completely. like aren't really aware of danger
2: but i yeah and i, I mean this kind of goes back to what i was th- thinking of been thinking about fear recently like i remember even as a kid like i can't swim to this day because i'm like weird about in water but when i was a kid i used to swim in like deep water and i wouldn't even think about it yeah. and then there was a day when i like really realized that if i put my foot down i wasn't touching the bottom and it like freaked me out yeah it's that that understanding and then ever since then i've just told myself that i'm afraid of that versus just going to learn, right. or something. I don't know. I know. This maybe 2020. To, it's, I'm gonna like combat my fears. Take a <laughs> class. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Because that's also no, exactly. like a skill.
2: for sure. As I'm, is I'm
1: driving. I'm working
2: on the driving. I'm, <laughs> yeah. on that. I'm not afraid of that. I'm oh just my God. like You know,
3: I grew up driving, and now because I don't drive very often anymore, driving gives me anxiety. Yeah, I've had I had mean, like I think a couple pan- I could see that. I have had a couple that. like small panic attacks while driving in like the last year or so.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just I've been learning and I was driving through Flatbush, Brooklyn, <laughs> and these people, <laughs> okay. girl. They were not playing. and I just kept being like she's mad. Oh my god, that person's honking. What do I do? Ah, ah, ah. The dollar guess, vans were rubbing your ass off too the road. much. It was too much, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um <laughs>
1: Well, do you watch I This don't. Is Us? I'm not oh, a big TV person. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. No, it's okay. There's a character on there, and they did, like, this episode, and the mom was like, when you get anxious, I want you to, like, look at these bubbles. And It was, like, a really yeah. long speech, but That's it was so I think really everyone
3: beautiful. sort of has to find the factor, like, the things that help soothe them. It's different for everyone, and also sort of like Mm -hmm. different situations weren't for different things but I think that's something that I've also worked on a lot um, with also with the various therapists I've had sorry I like kind of got off track but like um, I mean I think I've I think I'm on to my fifth therapist at this point I've been with him for about I know I've been with him for about two years before that I took a 16 month break um from a therapist that i had had for about four or five years breaking up with a therapist as an adult is really hard that was like the first time i had ever had to do that because prior to that like my last therapist was in college so i was like oh college is over like goodbye
2: right it felt like the close of a chapter (laughs) yeah why did you decide that you needed to part ways so
3: i actually um i had Someone had recommended this book to me. I think it was this matchmaker I interviewed for a story. can't remember if it was her or someone else. It's called Attached. I don't know if you guys know about it, but I think that every human being on this earth needs to read this book. It's the new science of adult attachment and how it can help you find and keep love. And after I read it, I was like, oh my god like it was it made so much sense to me and was like such a game changer because like I also obviously go to therapy for like relationship issues um that it inspired me to break up with her because I I sort of felt like if she had told me that to read this or sort of explained um attachment theories better to me that it would have saved me a lot of time even though I know like everyone you know has to come to things like in their own time but I feel like Um, You know, I think a lot of therapists, and we all sort of know that our relationship with our parents as children affects how we interact in adult relationships, but this book, like, very explicitly lays it out, like, most people fall into there's like three main archetypes you either have anxious attachment secure attachment or avoidant attachment um and so after reading about that i was like okay i need someone that's actually better equipped to sort of like help me with the emotional things i'm struggling with and i think you know i did
2: so much work with
3: her and she helped me a lot but i was like okay i need someone who's gonna take me to the next level really is what it was
2: Oh, I have so many okay. questions. <laughs>
1: Just jumping back yeah. to that book real quick. It's it so good. very interesting. <laughs> you said that there's... A ta- wait, you said that there's uh, secure, secure attachment? Secure attachment
3: and then anxious attachment and avoidant attachment.
1: And is there one that is best? Secure attachment.
3: Yeah.
2: That sounds nice
1: and So simple. I'll... R- I'll, I'll read the, the little,
3: like, there's a tiny little blurb on the back of the book. So anxious people are often preoccupied with their relationships and tend to worry about their partner's ability to love them back. That's me. Avoidant people equate intimacy with a loss of independence and constantly try to minimize closeness. And then secure people mm-hmm. feel comfortable with intimacy and are usually warm and loving.
2: Ah.
1: Yo, the second one <laughs> is, and I've been fe- saying this, okay, because mm-hmm. I'm in a relationship, Glenn and Shade are not. Um, and I, like, I have a lot of single friends, and then I have a lot of friends who are literally yeah. about to get married. Um, and I feel like with this hot girl summer <laughs> thing, maybe I'm going too deep, but I don't think it's healthy. Well, I think
2: my anxious attachment manifests its way in the other one, kind of, sort of. Into like being I'm anxious in, yeah, like I'm anxious, yeah, actually, yeah. I'm anxious I know. in my brain, and then I just act like oh like I'm not pressed I know well
3: that's right that That makes that is sort of like part of being anxious is well maybe uh, sorry I take that back because normally people of anxious attachment um I think if you lack a certain amount of self-awareness then it causes you to be really clingy I'm Mm. I'm pretty like I hate people who are like I'm really self-aware but I am so that's usually what I do too. Is like when I feel myself sort of in my head getting needy, I right. just like disengage I just completely. Shut it down. Put up yeah. a wall.
2: Maybe it might block your number for a little while. Like yeah, extremes.
3: for sure. Yeah. And I think that also kind of also comes down to certain um, astrological factors in my chart.
1: <laughs> oh my God! What's your zodiac sign? I'm a sign?
3: Pisces Sun. I'm a Taurus Rising, and I'm a Capricorn Moon.
1: Ooh. You're the best person I ever <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> I just um, It's so crazy I just hung out with my friend Who yeah. is a Pisces And I'm not that deep into signs mm-hmm. I only know the main ones And I heard those don't matter much But she's a Pisces And literally I haven't spoken to her In about five years And when I tell you We just had the most fun Like sh- it was just like I don't know Pisces and I'm a Capricorn. Cool.
2: Oh. Wait, did you say you were a Capricorn rising and Taurus moon? No. Oh, Taurus uh, rising. Yeah. Capricorn okay, Harry I'm a Capricorn moon. rising, Taurus moon. Oh. Sag sun. Oh, oh. What are you, Chelsea? Do you remember what you are, Chelsea?
1: I know I'm a, my main one's Capricorn, and then my other two were Leo and Sag. In but what I house, or which. what
2: order, or what placement?
1: I think Sag was like when I get to Your true self,
2: right? So yeah. that's
3: your rising, and probably. And Leo something. is the other one. Okay. Yeah. Your moon is, like, your emotional state. Your rising sign is sort of, like, how people perceive you or, like, how you present yourself, um, which mm-hmm. is funny because, like, people always tell me that I seem, like, really, like, calm and collected. I'm like...
1: You seem like a Capricorn. Um, well, will
3: that, right? Well, off as Tor- a I come off as a Taurus, but um, I think also, no. like, my Capricorn side also, like, comes out a lot because... I'm a very sensitive and like emotional person because of my sun sign. But at the same time, I'm a Capricorn moon and they're very like detached. So I even like posted a thing today on my Instagram stories from the pattern that was like, that was like, I'm empathetic, but I'm also detached, which like sort of freaks people out because I can come across as like, I don't give a
2: fuck. (sighs) Oh my God. Wait.
3: And like we, a lot of times I don't.
2: The, time. <laughs> the pattern is. <laughs> and a lot of witchcraft. times I don't. Can we talk about the witchcraft that is the pattern? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wish someone. I wish someone hacked into it and like fucked everything up and saw and like. I wish they paid me
2: because
3: I talk about
2: this app. <laughs> That's how
3: we found So it. much. They really need to pay
2: me. They need to. That's how we found it. We told yeah, they everybody need to. to. We should they, about the yeah, yeah, she's done that before. Because we'll be like, the pattern, the she, like, they ain't paying us, sis. Stop talking about the pattern all the time. But like, that app? It's kind For of For those who don't same. know, okay. Chrissy, can you tell that people okay, what so, is the pattern? Chrissy was about to ask me <laughs> <it> was not. <laughs> Okay,
3: so the pattern is a new app that... It basically takes your birth chart and from that compiles what your patterns are based on your chart but like it removes all the astrology from it which I think is a good thing for people who don't care about astrology but for someone like me I would kind of like to have like like to understand exactly where they're pulling things from but because I understand my chart I sort of already know but um yeah so it just So if like for me, I'm a Capricorn moon, so it will say like my part of my pattern is being like I'm emotional, but I'm detached. And that's because of my sun and moon sign coming together to like make this quote unquote pattern that I have. And
2: And it reads you for, it reads your whole life. And it's like really intense. Yeah.
3: And and it's It's
2: OD. (laughs)
3: yeah and so it also is like sort of coming from a it reads like it's coming from a psychology perspective like one day one exactly. of my friends one of my friends texted me and was like i think this app is like based in psychology that's why it's so right re- so accurate and i was like no it's based in astrology like if you have ever had your birth chart done that's the that's how it sounds like they explain to you, why you are the way you are because oh, of placements so in your chart. But do you One believe my... that
2: your chart controls that much of your being? Yes. Or like, how much? What's the balance? I know. I I, <laughs> I, I
3: I I I've started to sort of think like as I've kind of been going harder on the astrology thing um, the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'm like, people. Some people must be like damn this bitch is crazy <laughs> but i do but <laughs> I, like i think astrology gets a really bad rap because of daily horoscopes and like the horoscopes we grew up reading in magazines mm-hmm. and everyone's like how can this one <laughs> paragraph like you know represent all these people you outside
1: and meet yeah. someone <laughs> and
3: if anyone read the new yorker article that i posted that came out last week um uh, like astrologers are not fortune tellers Mm -hmm. Some of them have, like, my astrologer is pretty intuitive, so she can sort of sometimes, like, bring out future stuff. But really, she's just going based off of placements. A birth chart, if you get your birth chart done, will tell you how the placements of the planets sort of came together to make who you are, like, give you the drive that you have or the emotional uh, capabilities that you have. The first time I had my birth chart done, I cried. And actually one of my, one of my editors who is not a hardcore astrology believer just had her chart done today by Danielle Beinstein, who's another astrologer I love. And she actually has a psychology degree. Hmm. Um, yeah, she got her birth chart done today and she said she cried. She was like, I'm a convert. I'm like, I told you.
2: So have you found that having this as a guide Um, Helps balance your anxiety or just even questions that you have about like how do you Um, use it? I guess as a resource to help ground you balance you.
3: I think I think that it doesn't really help me so much where um, Where like my anxiety is concerned. I would more say like from an emotional perspective I think it really has helped me see negative things or things that I have perceived as being negative, like helping me to not see it that way. Um, And especially like the pattern, the way that the pattern has sort of phrased and, sorry, I'm like losing my train of thought. The way the pattern has sort of, uh, you know, phrased certain things has really helped me to reframe things that I've just viewed as negative about, my life or like mm. past relationships that i've had and stuff like that and you know it's sort of honestly like i was writing in my journal about it a couple weeks ago and and i wrote that like it's sort of helped me to see like the magic that's in my life Right. even though like you know people have come into my life for however long like if it was even a very short time like if i had a really great time with that person or you know just had like a really memorable experience it helps me to sort of focus on like that person was like meant to come into my life they were there for a reason and they also left for a reason Mm -hmm. and so i just have to keep keep it moving
2: yeah i think for that reason that's how i think it helps me with my when i'm overthinking like where did that person go blah 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 blah. i'm stressed yeah yeah The magic in your life. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think especially,
3: Mm -hmm. like, when it comes to dating, like, I'm Mm -hmm. single. And so I think uh, it really helps with that as well. Like, I think it's really stressful to be, like, a single person in the year 2019. And for the most part, like, I don't really get caught up in all of it. And I actually, like, haven't really been dating much in the last year because I'm just... I don't know. I like just just don't. I just don't want that stress in my life. That's how I feel. Quite honest, and um, and I do just feel like I've had, especially where like the dating apps are concerned, I have a very hard time with those because it just feels like so unnatural to me. And in the past, like I've had a handful of really amazing men come into my life that. Just feels like very serendipitous to me. Mm-hmm. Like I was meant to cross cross paths with these people, and I didn't meet them on. A, actually, the one of them I met on a dating app, <laughs> but the other ones I didn't. And I just feel like, you know, like you, you do like meet people when you're supposed to meet them. Yeah. So and that can and the same can go for like your girlfriends. Oh hell yeah!
2: I mean, I've have I have friends of mine that are like we're soulmates. Like it was meant to be. As friends. Um, and I have friends that have left my life. And once they have, I feel like I've been able to enter like a new chapter. Um, so do you believe in fate in relationships, then? I mean,
3: yes, I do. I mean, obviously,
2: right? But, like, I do. Because we, we interviewed Shan Boudram recently, Shan Booty who has a book called The Game of Desire. And, and mm-hmm. she was saying, like, if you really are looking for a partner, you need to go be intentional about it, know exactly what you want, like, scout it out like it's like as if it's something that you can plan for or yeah
3: I do mm-hmm. I do also sort of believe that as well I think like you have to put yourself in in the way of good fortune you know you can't just be like be at home on a saturday night and think oh well where's the man yeah, of my dreams that's you me, know girl
2: like we'll meet when i go to the corner store
3: (laughs) i mean i i feel you i think like that sometimes too but like i do believe that like i think there is fate but i think you can also work towards it like my boss before she got married i think was like being very intentional about like wanting to get married and you know doing the apps or and setups and all of this and and i was very inspired by like her drive to do it it was like she knew what she wanted And she went on a lot of bad dates until someone set her up with her now husband. And like, I truly believe that they're soulmates. Like they were meant. Fate
2: part, right there. Yeah, like they
3: were. And I think they just like they met at the right time. Mm,
1: Love that. Hey everyone, we're back. We had a little technical difficulty, so we were talking about that pseudoscience. I'm just kidding. The astrology.
2: Yeah, that's a girl. girl, she was out here trying to drag us. No, um, but I had a quick she question because yeah.
1: you talked about, you know, your experience with therapy, you talked about mm-hmm. um, your I don't know if belief is the right word, but astrology um, understanding. And then you yes. also mentioned that you were spiritual. Um, yeah. Does that mean you are religious at all? Or uh, could you speak more to like your spirituality?
3: Um, sure. So I was raised Catholic confirmed catholic all of that stuff. Um you sound upset about it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you know, it was kind of against my you know, against my own will, but <laughs> I don't <laughs> I, I mean, I of course like respect Christianity. My parents are uh, and my mom is really religious. My dad not so much. My dad didn't grow up with any kind of religion, but then like he, like, goes to, like, church with his best friend. That's very cute. That's so and, cute. And, um, yeah. And so I, I don't know. I think because I'm, like, really into mysticism and all of this, I think it all kind of, like, lends itself to, like, Eastern philosophy. And um, I read a lot of books by Buddhists. And um, I think that has sort of, like helped uh just like frame the way that i see the world right now and um just helps me to like expand my awareness it's not like i'm like praying to any such god or whatnot um although like i 100 percent believe in god um but of course i also just think that you know there is a higher power at play and um I am one of those people that, like, believes that things, like, happen for a reason, Mm -hmm. and sometimes when we don't get the things that we think we want, it's for a good reason, and I've had many examples in my life to prove it, so, you know, I'm not saying everyone else needs to believe that, but for me personally, like, that's how I see things.
2: Yeah, you know, you said something about reframing the way that you're viewing the world and life, and I've been thinking so much about um I guess at the time that I am in my life I'm so career driven and I'm thinking like in the larger frame of things like what does a full life look like to me like outside of what I do totally on the day to day and like what is I, I want to pose that question to you like what is like an, an abundant life
1: that's a great question you?
2: I know and
3: I think so <laughs> and I think that's you something see? I've
1: <laughs> all right relax let her answer the question
3: I think that's something that I've also sort of been struggling with because my job has been such a big part of my life. I've been at harpersbazaar.com for eight years. And what? I know sometimes I'm like, oh my God. The other day, my coworker was like, you've spent a quarter of your life of <laughs> this company <laughs> Um. and so over the summer I read A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle and I really suggest that everyone reads that at some point in their life I would I would say like if you're jumping into spirituality it's not the first book I would recommend but it really like blew my mind and really I like made we me
1: a, we need a book recommendation list sorry we can add that I know <laughs> So I know, I'm um, you know
3: sorry. I know. I wish I could like pull it off my shelf, but I actually lent it to a friend of mine. I have like a whole <laughs> bookshelf in my apartment of like self transformation and like astrology and just like that. all of the things that I'm interested in. And I love like giving it out to friends and uh, learning it to people. But yes, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, which I will also say is one of Oprah's favorite books. And Oprah that loves Eckhart all. Tolle. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, so, and um, it talks a lot about the ego. And I think that's something I've been working really hard on since I've read this book. And it's very, it's very challenging. And, you know, the goal is not for any of us to be like, Void of ego, it's that's really tough, and basically only Eckhart Tolle says he doesn't have an ego anymore. Um, but it's more just like being aware of it when it's at play, and I think um, it's at play at all times if you work in the fashion industry. And I think mm-hmm. that especially for someone you know like me who works at this historical like luxury fashion magazine, it's really hard not to feel like who you are is attached to this brand and and you know i've been really doing like the mental work to detach how i see myself um and how i stand on my own apart from this company and like you know even sometimes when i you know am at sort of like non-work events, but someone introduces me as Chrissy Rutherford. Oh, she works at Harper's Bazaar. I'm like, oh, why does that always, you know, have to go with my name? Like, can I just, but, um, yeah, you know, I, uh, you know, and I do think that, okay, when the time comes that I leave this job, like, Then you're sort of, like, facing this existential crisis of, like, oh, my God, will people still care about me if I'm not working at this magazine where they're basically forced to care about me? Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, and then, like, in terms of, like, living a full life, mm, I don't – I wouldn't say I'm completely there. And that's something that I definitely need to work on. But it's hard because, you know, I have – a demanding job and at, even though like my job for the most part I think I don't know it's hard for me to explain but like you know I work with a really great team we only work in the office four days a week and you know I think in it's kind of lax mm-hmm. in, in compared to like other work environments but at the same time it like does require a lot of my mental energy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it leaves me feeling kind of depleted, especially like I run the Instagram account for bizarre. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that, but mm-hmm. like, you know, just working on the internet is kind of like a 24 hour job. Like mm-hmm. you're never really mm-hmm. off. And so um, sometimes that just leaves me feeling depleted and not really having the energy to do other things that I might want to do.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. You said so many things. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, jumping back to like our earlier talks about anxiety I feel like Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about I I think everybody thinks about themselves as like a brand these days right and then yeah in some ways it allows you to present yourself with a level of like distance online because Mm -hmm. it's like that's not really me but at the same time I like it makes me anxious thinking about like what is this brand that I'm putting out online and like how like i need to be so present i need to be so vocal like does this sound like me in my caption is this me what is <laughs> right. the brand how would i sound like it's just all of this stuff and i wonder just how are you how do you balance that like being a public person on the I internet.
3: i just really don't think i don't think much about like i just post stuff and I just like say whatever and I think a lot of people like probably think I'm weird and I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> um I'm totally okay with being weird. And that's another thing that I believe the pattern has told me that I need to like just embrace my weirdness. Um Is that the
1: Capricorn?
3: I, Wait, no. I No, she's no. not. No. No, I'm a Pisces. Well, Pisces son
1: huh? She's Capricorn. Um
3: you know what? I'm I
1: Taurus. I know, Pisces.
3: Aquarius. I actually don't because Aquarius is air and I actually have no air in my chart, which like my astrologer told me that sometimes that means like I sort of have, um, it's like, I need to come up for air sometimes. Like I can get like really sort of like stuck on things. Um, Mm. and even just like stuck, but like hyper-focused and maybe even like obsessive sometimes. And especially I think anxiety like plays into that. And so, yeah, it's like, one of those things where I just like need to take a step back and like, remember to breathe because I'm missing air from my
2: chart. Um, what were we saying before that? Um, (laughs) Oh, just about being like a public. Oh, Oh yeah. On Instagram. Yeah. So
3: I know I I get a lot of compliments and that people tell me that I come across as real as authentic on Instagram, which is amazing. And I think I am being authentic and it's probably because I don't get super, um, I'd really try not to get tied up in, like, how or what people think of me because I know that a lot of times what what people think of us, like, has a lot more to do with that person than it actually does with us.
2: Mm-hmm. Preach. Um,
3: so, and I actually, like, really get that from my father because my father is, like, He's just kind of insane and like doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't som- give
2: no fucks. That's yeah, fine and like sometimes t- right, and like <laughs>
3: sometimes that is uh, obviously like to a detriment. But at the same time, um, I really do like that about him, and I feel like I've really embraced that. And yeah, I'm sure some people also sometimes get like annoyed by me because of that, but. Um, I think that caring too much about what other people think of you is a very dark path to go down. And, and I think like, you know, because of Instagram, I think a lot of people do get caught up in that. And like, even like, you know, being hyper conscious of like speaking out about certain things or saying the wrong thing. And, and, um, you know i just uh yeah like if i it don't could...
2: post about it do they think i didn't i don't care
3: i know and that's <laughs> I, and i think about that a lot because i don't i don't post a ton about like every injustice that happens to black people because let's be real like every day there is something and mm-hmm. i'm also like a very sensitive person so like i sort of sometimes just need to process that stuff on my own just because i'm not posting about it doesn't mean I don't care because, you know, once you post things, then you also have to like be fielding all these responses from other people. Right. And then you're sort of like caught up in, you know, all of these the conversations conversation. around mm-hmm. it. And sometimes I just, I can't handle it. And and that's, and that, that truly has does not mean that I don't care about it because I absolutely do. Um, And, but uh, yeah, I think it's tough and like, how do you, you know, show that you care about all these different causes and stuff like that, while also like not driving yourself insane. Like the one of the last times I did a Q and A, like some person had actually written to me like, do I care about like trans rights? And I was like, oh my God, like do people mm. think that I don't? Um, and maybe they don't because I don't post a lot right, about it. Right. Um Wow. You know, but uh, I don't wow. know, it's like, ha- like, Do I need to put on my bio like here are all the causes I care about, you know, like
1: it's also so hard in this day and age because like you kind of have to or we kind of do compartmentalize like like I don't know. It's hard to be like a fairly privileged person living in New York City and like I don't know what I'm trying to say. but (laughs) It's just a lot of injustice happening all the time like everywhere like involved in any everything it's it's exhausting i I, I just wish we could just be good
3: i know and it's it is really stressful and like um i don't know if you guys follow rachel cargill but she's a big oh my god you need to um she's a a writer and she's a writer and an activist um and she you know does a lot of work and posts a lot on Instagram and she's also um a contributor for Harper's Bazaar and has been for like the last year and I think it's even interesting for her who someone who literally spends
2: all of their I know who this is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know. I'm like, wait, now I know like- exactly who this is. The naked. Nick- yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's like how do you guys not know who yeah, this yeah, is? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you guys should have her on your podcast. That was a blip. Um, we should so mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So even though, you know, most of her Instagram is dedicated to black people, black issues, there's still some times where she doesn't, she might not post about a certain one and, or something else that happens to a marginalized group and she speaks a lot about how people will be dming her being like oh have you seen this why haven't you spoken about this why haven't you posted about this like xyz and she's like i cannot be the patron saint for every single you know injustice in the world it's too much. but So that, it's like, if e- if even she gets that flack, it's like, uh, <laughs> none of us stand a chance.
2: Right. But I think that's that whole thing about branding yourself, right? And then people, I mean, not that it's, it, can, it might not even be an intentional branding kind of thing, right. but once you start to put things out there, then people look at you as this thing and right. they rely on you right? as well. And then that's this so much pressure. I it's will say though,
1: pressure. like, and I hate, I don't know if this is devil's advocate, but like Sometimes when I do see celebrities or people who look like me and they Mm -hmm. don't speak up about anything, it does kind of piss me off.
3: No, yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Like, I'm just like, Um,
1: you have a platform, you can speak out, you can say something and you're just not saying anything.
3: I know. And I think, I'm sure it's really tough for them, but like at the same time, I do agree. And I think like if you're a celebrity and someone like a real celebrity, someone in the public eye, like it sort of is your responsibility to, mm-hmm. you know, help bring these things to light because, you know, we see a lot of issues that don't get national attention, global attention, mm-hmm. whatnot that are affecting, you know, marginalized people, black women, et cetera. And so we can we need those voices.
1: But how friggin' annoying that it falls like the burden is on the black black women which also women.
3: Which, I know, and which is another sort of thing that I think about, you know, it shouldn't just have to be black people always speaking about these issues. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see my white friends posting about these yes, issues. Yes, agreed. Oh.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, BGT fam. So this is where the episode gets a little funky. Bear with us. Um, I was recording at the office doing too much, you know what, I'm not even gonna give y'all excuses, we're just gonna jump into the what would you do, so this week's what would you do, um, and I'm stating it now because my whole audio just got completely lost for I don't even know how long, but anywho, this week's what would you do, uh, we gave the young lady who wrote in the nickname Whitley, yes, if you know, you know, and she has been called a quote-unquote white black girl her whole life, Oreo this that she said that she didn't mind when it came from black people she knew it wasn't jest, and that it didn't really get to her but where she is having an issue with people trying to call her a white black girl or saying that she talks white is with white co-workers which is very problematic for a multitude of reasons so we asked the girls and Chrissy what would you do
3: I mean, I got this my entire life. Um, you, I mean, I grew up in a predominantly white area because like, I grew up in Westchester, so an out, hour outside the city. And yeah, kids, what the white kids would be like, Chrissy, you're the whitest black person I know. The black girls were like, oh, she thinks she's white, whatever, um, didn't want to fuck with me. And yeah, like I've I've always addressed it head on. like i that's not like the kind of thing that i let people get away i don't let people get away with anything really when it comes to like my blackness Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and so i'm like what did i see i mean the black girls like that would say that like that was just sort of like an overheard thing so like i would never even bother like dealing with them because you know again like it's one of those situations where it says a lot more about them than it does about me. Um, but yeah, when the white kids would say it, I would be like, what is that? Like, I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't like, can you explain? Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> you know, it's like sort of like, if you, I think if you make them explain exactly what they're saying, what then mean, they man? realize well, they, yeah. they realize how ridiculous it
2: sounds. They, yeah. They start bumb- bumbling and fumbling. Someone told <laughs> me that that's the best question to use as a comeback when somebody says something so out of pocket to you. What do you mean by that?
3: Yeah. And then they just start
2: looking dumb. But and like, yeah, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead.
3: And then also like I had a friend in college that, um, she like later reminded me of this years later, but she said like once she, had, uh, she was white and she introduced me to someone and was like, oh, Chrissy thinks she's white. And she said, I slapped her. And I was like, oh, I shit. honestly don't remember, but I don't doubt that I did. <laughs>
2: Yo, Damn, I'm, sick. I'm dead. But see, okay, So, yeah, I'm so interested in the the framing of like she thinks she's white and like what right. does that behavior look like? Does that look like, like when it's depending on who it's coming from, right? And right. Maybe I'm going. I'm like gonna sound. I'm going out there for it. I just drank a, um, some tequila. Oh, does, okay. uh, when white people say she thinks she's white, is it like oh because I I come into a space and I feel like I'm supposed to be here because I'm. I speak my mind like what does that mean like are i you think saying, it's because for me yeah. i think
3: it's the i think it's always been like the way that i talk and right um
2: but i'm like even deeper i feel like there's some and that i like that there, and know?
3: that you know mo like all of my friends have always been white i mean in grade school uh, two of my friends were puerto rican but one of them was like a white passing puerto rican mm. um and yeah, otherwise like, I've always had white friends. It wasn't until I moved to New York City that I actually like started having black friends like outside of just like people I was related to. Yeah,
1: I mean if you're if you are from Westchester, that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like- and
3: then I went to co- and I went to college in Connecticut, so
1: Right. I was sense. always
3: just like surrounded by white people and that was normal for me and I never felt uncomfortable And you know, and I like I don't feel uncomfortable in white spaces. Um, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, these days you never know. but right. But have you guys? A- it's like have it, you guys? It's like it's actually weird how like things are obviously like getting, you know, sort of weirder and weirder. But then I feel like when I was much younger, like I don't know, it, I don't know. It you feels like pe- times the, were simpler. The
2: nuance, yeah. Like you yeah. Said, we were talking about <laughs> earlier. Like oh shit, wait, yeah, this water is deep. I could die on this plane. These people pr- <laughs> exactly not yeah. even fuck with me, and I'm sitting in the room with them. But right. have you guys All ever met, things. like,
1: black girls who are trying to be white girls? Because I have.
2: Oh, what does that look no. like? I don't like. Know what that I'm looks scared. Like, I've been,
1: so, you know, as you know, I went to. <laughs> I'm
2: scared.
1: <laughs> no, really, right. I'm
2: really, it sounds really <laughs> disturbing to me. I'm seeing, I, I'm seeing a lot of things. Okay, so I'll contacts. tell you, I'll tell you okay. what I
1: think. So, mm-hmm. like, I obviously, I went to private school, surrounded by white people, whole thing, yada, 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 right? But I always knew I was black, right? And when I saw a black girl (laughs) who was similar to me, like, I don't know how to say this, like a black girl who I could see myself being friends with, I would try it, especially in those white spaces, right? And I've been to places, so I was like in a white sorority, and this girl joined the following year after me, and I swear to God, she like avoided being around any black people. Mm. So like... She would purposely come into a room and, like, sit on the other side of the sorority kitchen. Like, right. it was very weird. And I was like, hey, like, you know, try to do the olive branch, extend it, because we're in this white-ass right. school, in this white-ass sorority. We not. are, you know, we like the same shit. We go to the same parties. Why not, you know? And, Be friends, right. Yeah, and some, well, maybe it was just this girl, but I feel like it's yeah. like an amarosa, oh, you oh. know, like, people on Capitol Hill, black women on Capitol Hill say that she would just try to o- distance herself from like all the other mm-hmm. black women.
2: That's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I feel like that's the other thing, right? So if it's coming from people within our community saying that you think you're white, like even outside of like the affect in your voice, is it like, <clears throat> are you making a choice to distance yourself from us? Are you like not realizing, I don't know. Like, how are you like truly identifying? I can't like, I, I can't walk into a room and see, other black people or black women in the room and not have to go say hello or,
1: was the, or feel <laughs> or safe. I just let y'all know something. I hate the nod. Exactly. And, and I don't understand why. I was love in Martha's Vineyard. I mean, not Martha's Vineyard at all. Where was I?
0: Sag Harbor.
1: Yeah, I was in Sag Harbor oh. all summer. And when I saw black people, I said hello, hi, you like we're to. staying at the house over here, hey, like talk to them. And Shadé thinks that's weird.
0: I think it's a little weird, but like now Why? we have the, like now all the black people at Facebook, we uh-huh. we have the black people like look or like See? acknowledgement, and it's really cute. I'm I'm oh. here for the nod. I'm not a big fan. Like I'm not gonna go out of my way to do the nod per se. It depends on <laughs> the environment. Like yeah, kind of yeah. Depends. Like here at, at Facebook, yes. Like we'd be like, hey girl, hey sister, what up? Blah, blah, but like. Uh, yeah, like if I was in Sag Harbor and you were in Sag Harbor and we were walking by each other and you were like, huh? like nodding at me or like winking, I'd be like, girl, leave me alone.
1: But why? <laughs> that's why so, so weird. That it's way. like fucking white as hell. <laughs> why not say hi to the only other black person you see the day in that day? Because I, don't, I know. don't know.
2: But also, like, that's true. Maybe it's this assumption, but I'm like, we're of, of the same yeah. tribe. Like,
1: you I'm, gotta do that. nod. I just,
2: no matter where I see you, I'm like, oh my God, we're here. I don't know, it just makes me feel good. But back but to
1: her question, I think you do need to do the knot, but your question was about white people saying that you asked uh, oh, black shit, yes. <laughs> That shit is racist. Tell them that. Yep, it is. That's racist. Like Yeah, that's racist. Yeah, you're not allowed to say that to me. Try again.
3: <laughs>
1: Try again
0: Yeah, I mean you really um so back to this episode that we're gonna have launching tomorrow, it's about it's on this book called you Want to Talk About Race? Sorry, not launching. I'm lying to you guys. It will be recorded tomorrow. we um, But it's called, So You Want to Talk About Race? And I really love how the author broke down how to have these conversations in the office because people will think that you're just trying to be, like, sensitive or, like, oh, I'm just making a joke. And you literally have to, like... One shut it down, but I feel like yep. articulating as to why, as annoying as it is, is so beneficial because people think it's mm-hmm. in jest or it's funny, but you have to emphasize to them that you're perpetuating a stereotype that, like, is one so hateful and filled with so much like history that you don't even realize what you're doing. And once mm-hmm. people get like, oh shit, like this is not funny and this is why, mm-hmm. I feel like it'll definitely. Start to change the conversation, or at least like you just won't say that shit out loud because I know people think all types of shit in their head.
1: Yeah, call them uh, out.
2: I can't wait for y'all to see Slave Play. Like, I'm so excited. I know. I need to see it. Oh, you haven't seen it either. Y'all have to see it. But it makes me think. of, There's stuff in there when you see it.
3: Hey, this don't ruin it. To think
2: about erasure, you know, <laughs> like don't erase me. I'm a, a black woman. Like I know, don't erase and I me. think I
3: think one of the most frustrating things is like people being unable to s- understand that the black experience is nuanced like mm-hmm. not every black person speaks the same way not every black person grows up the same way yep. like we all have different interests like right and
1: to think that we're all like uh in the projects you might as well call yourself <laughs> donald trump because that's what he thinks. a
3: hundred percent
1: like the other day i posted a picture of me fencing in high school and my coworker oh, my was like so cool. my cowork- thank you my coworker is like you're so white Oh and I was, like, Dude, I was uh, like, don't you ever in your life say that shit so to me? Yes, that happened to you recently? Yes, that happened to me when I posted up the uh, fencing picture. Oh my God. Wait, God.
3: Were you the person that wrote the anonymous message
1: actually? <laughs> no, <laughs> I actually didn't even see this. Quote, what would you do? <laughs> I'm <laughs> you like, are you, Whitley? Whitley, are you to... No, Whitley <laughs> addressed that and embarrass them. Okay, maybe you don't have to embarrass them. That's, you don't have to be as aggressive no, as me. Them.
3: that's crazy to me.
1: It's crazy. I'm like, oh, so if I was, you know, like I don't know. I can't even think of anything because my mind isn't that fucked up that I, you know, like. But how
2: much? How, how often do we like, uh, God, what is the word? But like, confirm those stereotypes sometimes. I mean, i do You said a lot you can't swim,
1: girl, sometimes. and that pisses me is off. Go learn. <laughs> I know.
2: we am like, I need like, to learn. <laughs> yeah no i'm gonna learn for that reason right but like (laughs) i've gone like camping with my white friends and i'll just be like "Mm, girl no i'm not about to get in that canoe Mm." (laughs) y'all are fine
1: yeah but you're a new york city gal if like a white girl (laughs) could say that same shit a white girl from soho sure
2: could sure could i'm yeah perpetuating that was the word i know it's just
3: that the way that white people see us sometimes is extremely limited right we only are allowed to you know, play basketball or football or whatever it is. Like, you know, we can't be ballerinas or we can't fence or we can't row or whatever else the white people like to do. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah and I, I think... wonder if it's become a part of our humor, though, right, too? <clears throat> like, shit white people like. Sorry, yeah. uh, Chelsea. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I think it also really, you know, we are lucky we are from New York City. Maybe we've been exposed to people who are different than us. But it really has to do with exposure because if you're not meeting any black people in right. real life and all you're seeing is what you see on TV. like the way how black people look on TV is crazy. <laughs> you're a drug yeah. dealer or a, <laughs> uh, 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 somebody's baby daddy on Maori. And that's right. not all black people. That's why like I like shows like Blackish, you know, give another um, version. And I'm not saying that's all black people either, but give several no, versions like you have of white people.
0: Yeah. I mean that's Who why there's this podcast enjoy. called Black Girls Texting that's like so and awesome. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And we're, like, we're all so right
1: different. Like once you start peeling away. Of course. So
2: And I and I, I watch like basketball wives and all the shows and I like dig into it like it's juice and tea, but because I know <laughs> I understand like how multi-dimensional di- we are but you're you're in- incredibly right like all right glenn you're trying to um, want-
1: make you pacify yourself because <laughs> you watch what? basketball <laughs> yes i
2: mean i love that
1: i do love watching it yeah. i watch it.
2: said recently <laughs> that we should boycott uh basketball wives absolutely not never, s- never seen it oh yeah. yeah you say you
3: don't, you're not into oh, tv yeah but i don't really watch tv None at all i watch like a cup I like i watch a little bit like i watch big little lies and okay what else have I watched like I used to watch Scandal but
2: that got carried away, <laughs> very, <laughs> carried <Control>. away. <laughs> very carried away
3: very carried away yeah like I have Netflix and Hulu and stuff like that so once in a while I'll like you know sort of like binge watch something but like I don't come home from work and like put the TV on and like watch TV every night I do not do that Interesting.
2: that's really You're good like I'm your, trying to yeah, get yeah, out of that. Your, your tones of like, I you know, know or I'm more. Better,
3: well, I'm know, really into music, it. so mm. I more come home and like put music on.
2: Okay, so before we wrap up, what are you listening to right now? What are you loving? Um, I mean, Summer Walker. <laughs> yes! Yes! yes.
0: Oh my. <laughs> who's so
1: different god. from me? Oh my god! I, I love it. I
0: literally was just having a conversation with someone about Summer Walker about how like I she. Know. Like I want to put her on a poster because of how like different she is and all the different aspects of 100%. blackness that she shows.
2: Yep, she oh is the epitome of being a multi-dimensional black girl. I yes,
3: I know. I was just getting my hair done today, and actually my hairdresser told me that she doesn't like her. Or that she doesn't oh. like the out. Al- sorry, doesn't like the album. And I was like, what? Because she said she likes the older, okay. the older stuff. Because, I agree. yeah, I oh, know. I haven't she even heard the like, old stuff. She, Oh, it's really good. Um, she feels like the album
2: is too like basic. Yeah, it, it reads like a like a mixtape, but I right. still like it. I still I, love it. Same. It's so
1: easy to listen to. Yeah, you it's just easy put to it sing. on.
2: Yeah. But the other stuff is more like, oh wait, Glenn, <laughs> Glenn says
0: her, her spirituals.
2: She made like an album of Negro spirituals.
1: <laughs> Speaking of Negro spirituals, <laughs> are you guys Negro gonna uh, listen to the Kanye album? Because I'm not.
2: Hell she no. Sure not, Hell no.
3: I didn't listen to the last one. He's I well,
1: will be putting that on as I drive home. <laughs> <laughs> I See, I the one who doesn't give here, any I guess send the only one. She listens to
3: I Kanye. I like, I'm just not interested in like anything about him at all. No. And like for me like when I don't like people, I just don't engage like, you know, so many people I feel like spend a lot of time on the internet and like on Instagram like getting upset about the people that they hate, but I just I'm like, I can't even give that person my energy. <laughs>
2: That's a fact. Like you're getting so worked up, just don't do it. Over someone you don't even know. You don't know them. It's, don't even do it <laughs> to it's yourself. Do
3: no, not. go put that energy towards something good. For sure. Yeah. no,
2: Towards I'm
3: not. yourself, like no.
0: Man. Mm-mm. Anyone else that don't you're feeling Kaya.
3: right now?
2: Kanye's a no. Um,
3: I love Brent Fias.
2: Yes. yes. He's a cutie.
3: Yes. He's so good. Like, his voice is amazing. I also really like the new Harry Styles song. <laughs> oh,
2: I haven't heard that. But... It's,
3: it's really good. Um, and what else? Have you oh, heard that you know? new Selena oh, also... Gomez? No, I
1: don't. Whoa, I don't you're going either. too far, Shana. No, because there was <laughs> this.
0: I, I listened because the girls were saying that Haley Bieber was throwing shade, posting a,
1: oh, I know God, because she posted
0: it. So I had to listen. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God calabasas drama I'm i know i love same Hayland. and
0: i love all um, that tease i was like well let me hear the song
3: What's <laughs> it what did it say yeah like
0: what she was started. it was it was very emotional i kind of like got into it like
2: i believe I, I it I could,
0: like you know have like a good cry to that song oh
2: it was an email i thought it was like a like pop poppy like no tried no
1: see and i was no. over here no. i was I over listening you. to like, the new <laughs> take album <laughs> Got the the I'm, I'm about to fall yes. out. I can't. I do I mean, love Tank. I mean, R&B but
2: like... is my preferred genre. Okay, so like, it thank is goodness. The I was Tank... getting
1: worried, guys.
2: No, wait. Tank, That on Celebration, where he's talking about making a child on the birthday.
1: Yo, Tank <laughs> oh, is, ooh, he likes crazy. to get nasty on the track. Yeah,
2: it's really nasty. <laughs> yeah. But he's I a should...
1: new album. Yep, he I dropped some listen. new fire
3: i know i should listen to it i really enjoy in my free time i make a lot of sex playlists please share. I um, need some. well it's really just because the music that i listen to tends to be sexy so i just like organize them by like tempos and
2: oh and my sh- god i i like i whatever we're going there i feel like i never have sex to music because i'm what? always like i'm always like i don't know what to play and one of this weird oh my god i'm oh like <laughs> excuse me I just been having <laughs> silent sex, and one time this dude, after no. we, were, we were hooking up for mad long, like, "Yo, know, it's kind of weird." I mean, it's not silent, <laughs> but he's like, "All you hear." I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not, gonna say anymore, actually.
1: But you change your mind. He
2: just was like, yeah, we, there's no no sounds." Anyway, what goes into like, what do you do? I need, I need help.
3: I mean, <laughs> another one of my close friends, who's actually a DJ, re- recently had told me that he doesn't have sex to music, and I was like, "That is."
2: so weird to me
3: like i can have silent sex sure but i think music enhances the experience
2: i think it does i, I mean i've done it like twice i listened to the weekend one so i was like <laughs> this is like twice. tantric like whoa but i do i kind of <laughs> like the like it's <laughs> I, I have
0: no idea oh my god okay this is really random but since we're going there one time i literally had yeah. sex to like ahsoka makes mix. <laughs> That is weird. It was so weird. Oh because I was, like, playing it for my ex at the time. Wait, was it with the, oh,
1: not with the Trini. No, so- I played it
0: for my ex at the time because um, he really liked to, like, get ready for his soccer matches to Soka. And he was, like, about to go like soccer and, like, what? one thing led to another. <laughs> and then it was over and I was, like, I feel, like, so wrong. Something just feels so weird about how that just That was
2: probably a good workout.
1: It was. It, it was.
2: That's hilarious. See, yeah, like I don't really want to have sex to like trap music. No, or, like, no. But, oh, oh, that was a <laughs> very passionate. No, no.
3: I know. Sorry. Yeah, I'm like I don't. No, I like music. it. I, trap I music, you. literally
2: and figuratively.
3: Um, right. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> it's like I don't listen to that in my free time. Like if I'm right. out and it's playing, like sure. But um, if you're in a car, it sounds. That's good not in a car. right. But I'm like that's not the vibe like I go for at home.
2: Right. What's seduction time? Although, yeah. see, I bet you Chelsea be getting it popping the trap music. That's why she's not quiet. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm gonna try it one day. Me too. I'm, I'm gonna try it all. A lot of things. Try it all. I'll oh
3: send you. I'll, I can. I can <laughs> send you guys one of my playlists.
2: That would be yes.
3: Really I'll, uh, I just. I just and made book a books. really good, a really good one. So, I'm gonna literally send you guys. I book mean, book you're books.
0: clearly like, like you got to tempos and all this shit. I'm like, oh, this is this is the real deal. This is not for play. <laughs> DJ Chrissy. Yeah. Ooh. I know.
3: In my, in my past life, I was a DJ.
1: You could hey, still be so one. You still that time. Yeah.
0: I know. know. We'd come to your set. <laughs>
1: uh, but... Thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with Seriously. us. This was so fun. This was so we fun. The best fun.
3: Time. I know. If only we had gotten to do it in person.
1: We can do a part two. It just sucks
0: because I unfortunately in live in San Francisco. I know. Meh. That's so sad. Talking to engineers. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> but um, we're going to have a part two.
2: Just you guys wait. Wait and, wait and see. We sure will. And we always close off every episode by shouting out a black girl doing shit. And that is you, Chrissy. We've loved talking to you today.
1: Thank you. Um,
2: Just the best, like, through your career and all the steps you're taking towards just being present and, yeah, showing us that work life balance.
1: Thank you so much. This has been fabulous.
2: Thank
3: you guys so much. This is so fun. All right, you
2: guys,
0: we're signing off. -bye. Bye
2: bye.
3: Bye. Adios.